friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I am Dr. Brian Greenwood, and I am super excited to be here tonight with Cash- Kathy. <laughs> Kathy, I messed up your first name, Kathy. Kathy Nishimura. How are you, Kathy? Doing well, doing well. Thank you so much for inviting me for the invitation to be here. Oh, it's so great to see you. Kathy is one of my favorites of all time. She has such a, a great spirit about her and um, and has stayed in touch with the department and has been working, is currently working as a, a manager of tourism development for Visit Anaheim. So she is in destination management and marketing and um, and uh, just super excited to talk to you, uh, Kathy. You've had such a um, such an interesting and wonderful career in, in your in in just your short um, ten plus years since you graduated from Cal Poly. Can you believe it's been over ten oh years? Oh my gosh, that oh my gosh, it's like I feel my back ache just from thinking about how long <laughs> it's been. <laughs> I but- hear you. I hear you. Well, you know, I I recently um, I <laughs> I recently passed. Um, my 25th uh, uh, anniversary of, um, of of graduating from college, and so you know, I uh, I know I know how it feels as the years start to go along. Obviously, I've had m- a much bigger head start on you than that. But um, whenever I hear people talk about the 90s as if it was like the golden a- era, you know, or the <laughs> golden age, I'm like, what the 90s? Like uh, you know, so it's uh, it's crazy. <laughs> so let's uh let's talk a bit you know um we're 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 going to get into obviously we're going to get into your career and we're going to get into talking about visit Anaheim and and um and all of that um but let's go back I, I want this to tell this North Carolina kid what it was like uh to uh to grow up where you grew up where'd you grow up so I grew up a little bit uh, south of San Luis Obispo, so three about three hours south in the San Fernando Valley, which is part of the northern LA County. So it was it was it was really nice. I had a great childhood. My my parents, you know, they they were able to you know put me in a lot of activities and things like that. I was a very yeah. goofy, rambunctious kid, so they had yeah. to they had to get me doing things. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I thought since you ended up in SoCal, you know, I thought to, I thought you were a SoCal kid, but I wasn't sure where exactly. You know, I almost said, um, I almost said OC. I was thinking at one point that you were OC and I was like, wait a second, I don't know that. And so my little intro there when I was like, tell tell this North Carolina kid what it was like to grow up in OC. I was like, wait a second. I don't know that that's where she's from. I, think, I know she's SoCal, but I don't know exactly where. So tell us... Um, Tell us what your parents did growing up, Kathy. So my mom worked in banking and then my dad uh, worked for the U.S. Postal Service. Oh, wow. Awesome. Very cool. So um, uh, that that must have been that must have been a a really interesting um, childhood. Right. I mean, two like stalwarts of our of our um of our economic system right the post office and the bank right those are two two two, uh two hallmarks there so uh what type of uh what type of upbringing did you have you said they put you in sports a lot or or activities what were those activities What, what did you get into so um, growing up, I played basketball. I did basketball for about eight years. Oh, yeah. And then um, 
church youth programs to art classes. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it was because when I was a lot younger, we had a lot of free time on our hands. So me and my sister and my cousins, we would play with feral cats and, and oh, catch yeah. bugs. <laughs> so I think my parents wanted to kind of put me, put us in something in, in, in more activities. <laughs> I got you. So you said cousins, are there any, any siblings? Do you have any brothers or sisters or is this just, um, one sister, uh, one older sister. She's about two and a half years older than me. So okay, well, that's pretty close in age. Are y'all? Did y'all? Did y'all have quite a quite a blast growing up? Was were y'all super? Um, were y'all? We you, you know siblings are they're either super tight and super like doing everything together, or they're like you know at each other's uh, at each other. <laughs> Which one? You know, it's it, it's always it's a it's always been a roller co- it's always been a roller coaster because we are completely different personality types. Oh, really? So growing up as kids, we were always super tight, and then as we get older, we find our more of our personalities and things that we're interested in. So she was very much into art and anime and I was more into music and so and more pop and pop culture so we just kind of you know uh had different um interests and things like that but now that we're older we're a lot closer and we and we were both living just down the street from each other at at one time (laughs) awesome that is so awesome what's your what's your sister's name let's let's give her a shout out (laughs) her name's Carrie Hi, Carrie. Um, so that is that is awesome. Very cool. So so as you as you grew up um, there there in the LA area, um, do you do you have an, a memory, Kathy, of of thinking like what you wanted to be when you grew up? You know, was there like a, a Halloween costume that you remember or or anything like that um, that was like kind of seminal to your to your growing up? Do you remember that? Uh, when I was a lot younger, you know, I had the, I wanted to be a pop star phase and oh, then yeah. it transitioned to, I want to be a Broadway singer phase. Oh. Um, I'm pretty sure at one point I thought I could be a dog, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, as I got older, you know, um, it took some time to really figure out exactly what I wanted to do. But all I knew was that I wanted to be creative, but I also wanted to be, do something that was impactful in a way. Mm-hmm. So it took some time. And then someone mentioned hospitality to me. And yeah. that was when I was like, okay, I, I'm like, I didn't really quite know what that meant at the time. Right. So they're talking about hotel management, um, events and travel. And so, I th- I sat there and I kind of like read more into it and I thought about it a little bit and that kind of changed my trajectory, so to speak, to, you know, looking into hotel management, possibly going into events. And so it all started from that, that simple conversation I had. And I, and I, and I'm sad to say, I can't remember who that conversation was with, but I owe a lot to them for that. Right. Well, it's those little things, right? It's those little talks that you have. And, and sometimes the person doesn't even stick out, right? It's just the knowledge of, um, because, you know, what we do in the experience industry, um, y- you know, it, it's not something that people really know. You know, I'm still amazed to this day. I tell this, I, I say this to people a lot that when I tell people I'm a sport management professor, they're like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, it's amazing that 25 years after I started down the 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 sport management path, 
people are still asking that question, right? And I, I remember being amazed by that question 25 years ago, and now I'm even more amazed by it, right? <laughs> you know, but, um, right. but 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 it is like you said, it's like these conversations that you have with people that sort of open our eyes because we still, um, y- you know, the the typical academic pathways always come to mind, right? The doctors mm-hmm. and the engineers and the the business people and those sorts of things. And, and then these other ones are ones that 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 um you, you kind of ha- they have to bubble up, right? And and you need that conversation. So I love that. Tell me about um how Cal Poly got on your radar as as a um now you're a little bit north um I guess of of LA. So maybe Maybe Cal Poly slow. When people say Cal Poly, do they know slow or do they know Pomona where you grew up? Ah, you know, that's a good question because Pomona is in the LA area, but I knew slow first um, because that's where my dad went to school. Oh, right. So- on. I didn't realize you were a legacy. Right on. That was cool. So, so that's one reason why I, I, uh, I, w- I was drawn to Cal Poly was because my dad went there growing up and he um, he didn't actually get to finish his degree. So, you know, when when I was looking at colleges that had, you know, the hospitality type programs and I saw Cal Poly slow was one of them, I was like drawn to it even more because I'm like, in a way, it's kind of. I had this thought, maybe I could, you know, finish what he started. Oh my goodness. That <laughs> brings tears to my eyes, Kathy. That is so, so special. I, um, you know, I'm a third generation Tar Heel, um, you know, from North Carolina, of course, but my dad um, was similar to you in that my grandfather lasted one, he lasted one semester um, and, and failed. He, he actually failed out um, because he partied too much. And then uh, he was way back in like the olden days, right. Where, um, and then he spent the next four years bootlegging liquor up to uh, the university. Um, And so he, he, he said that he graduated uh, with a, um, degree in, in liquor sales at uh, from the <laughs> University of North Carolina is what he said, you know. But my dad really kind of had that same element like you did of um, of feeling like he he needed to finish what my grandfather had started, and then I obviously followed suit. And so that is so special, Kathy. That must have meant so much to your dad um, that you got into Cal Poly and that you followed in his footsteps. That is so cool. Oh, um, thank you. So shout out there for sure. And, and, you know, I, I obviously know how successful you were and how involved you were once you got here to Cal Poly. Um, uh, but I, I want you to, if you would share a couple of experiences with us. So, so first, um, share what with us uh, like an enduring memory. It doesn't have to be anything to do with the department or professional development, um, but it can be right. It can be anything you want. Like what's one an, an enduring memory that sticks out where you're like, you know what? I will never forget this moment. You know, of of course, when I the first thing that comes to my mind is the farmers market oh, and cool. uh, hiking Bishop's Peak, but I think probably one that sticks out was I believe I could be I could get the number wrong but I believe it was for um rec 210 I believe is that the leadership class yeah 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 so it was for that we did the ropes course ah and um is that 210 or um 
Oh, I could. It's been, as we mentioned, it's been 10 years. Yeah, I know. It's either 210 or 255. So our leadership class is now 255, but I can't remember whether we changed the number. Um, but but leadership, we'll just say leadership class leadership, with Dr. The, with Dr. Goldenberg. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. I remember we did the, the ropes course and I was absolutely terrified. I, <laughs> I was, I was. I was trying to think, I'm like, how can I, how can I possibly get out of doing this? Uh (laughs) And then when we did it, of course, I was still terrified, but I remember, you know, my classmates at that time uh, during that quarter, they were all so supportive. And Mm -hmm. I just, I felt, I felt like so much at peace because like everyone was just so nice and so supportive. And here I am freaking out in my mind. (laughs) But that's part of it, right? That's the facilitation and leadership. I love that they were supportive and I I love that you got through it. And I love that it's an enduring memory. Um, I'm right there with you. I have a little bit of a fear of heights. And so I, you know, I've been involved with recreation for a very long time, but my undergrad, I I was not in, in recreation. So when I first started down the recreation path, and even when I got, I I was here a few years at Cal Poly before I realized that there's low ropes courses and there's high ropes courses, right? And so you hear ropes course and you just, if you're have a fear of heights, you start getting this panicky thing, right? And they're not all high ropes courses. Now you you might have done a high ropes course, I don't know. But the low ropes courses is like there's no fear involved in that, right? It's just facilitation, yeah. right? But uh, <laughs> but the high ropes courses, there's there is definitely some fear. Um, did you get up pretty high? How high did you go? Oh, I don't remember how high I went, but I remember we did both low and high. Okay. And the low, I'm like, oh, this is this is. This is, I'm like, this is good. This is fine. Let's stay down here. (laughs) I love it. So now let's shift to professional development, um, Kathy. And, and obviously um, we, we all know um, how important learn by doing um, is to, uh, to our, our, our university and obviously our, our major. Um, and so I wonder if you can um, pick out um, a moment or or an experience where you said, oh, wow, this really helped to propel me um, into what I'm doing now or helped pro- propel me into a career. Um, was there a professional development experience that you had during your time at Cal Poly that, that really stands out? You know, I think it was a lot of the the, it was it was exactly the learn by doing. It was you know the group projects. I remember we I it was for one of the special events class. We had to actually put on an event, and it was a fundraiser event. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was actually seeing you know what went well and what didn't go well, and it was just it was eye opening to realize that you know sometimes things don't go according to plan, right. and it's how you sort of adapt to that. And that was something that was really eye-opening that I think um, something was something that carried with me was that not everything's going to go exactly as you had planned. And it's about having, being able to adapt to those and with those changes and being able to make it look seamless from the attendees point of view. Yeah, for sure. That's so, 
it's so important. And, you know, whether it's like something as small as like a booth at the farmer's market or as, or, or as big as an auction dinner or, or you know, and and then and then some, right, a, a huge conference or anything like that. It's um, it's it's just so eye opening to to be behind the scenes, you know, with my sport management background. And like I said earlier, when people ask me, what, what, what is that? And I was like, well, you know, it's a, it's actually a really good thing that you don't know what that is. That's what I started telling people. I said, it's a really good thing that you don't know um, what that is. And that shows how good my students are doing what they do, right? Because they're behind the scenes, making sure you don't see them and making sure that the sport experience is pulled off seamlessly. You know, like when you go to a wedding, um, it, it's the same thing, right? Like if you never see the wedding planner, that's a good thing, right? If there's a number, <laughs> if you don't see the wedding coordinator, that's a good thing, right? That means they're doing their job and it's just working seamlessly. Um, but yeah, those people behind the scenes and that special event, it's just so cool. I, I want to ask you next, uh, Kathy, about your internship, right? Our, our current students in particular like to hear the story about like, you know, it's you and I'm sure you remember this. There's a lot of anxiety that builds up about getting your internship and, you, you know, everybody wants to get the perfect one and that sort of thing. But the, the fact of the matter is that, that um, everyone doesn't get a perfect internship. Everyone gets their internship and that experience propels them one way or another. Um, and so uh, talk to us about that process, what it was like leading up to it and what you did. So the funny part was, was that going into the internship, I thought I was certain that my focus was going to be more on the event side. And I actually ended up interning for a museum down here in Orange County, which is how I kind of landed down here. And um, my boss at the time, he said that he brought me on board to focus primarily on tourism. And at first I I wasn't, I was a little concerned because I thought, you know, oh, this isn't, you know, exactly what I was thinking it was going to be, but I'll be honest, it was the best thing to, to happen because right. that's kind of how my whole career in tourism even started. Right. And it was, it was nice because it was a great opportunity because I got to kind of create programs and I got, because uh, there hadn't been an intern that focused on tourism before. So in a way, I kind of got to try different things and I worked, I, I was a very shy person at the time, I'll, I'll admit, but I, I took it upon myself to interact with hotel concierges and with the local CVBs at the time now known as DMOs. Uh Um, So I reached out to everybody, you know, introducing myself and saying, hi, my name is Kathy. I'm with this museum. I'd love to learn more about how we can work together and how, you know, to how we can work together and how I can help you so that we can bring more visitors to our museum. And I didn't know exactly what I was doing, to be quite right. honest. Right. But, you know, everything. We're making connections, it sounds exactly. like. And that's such a huge part of it, right? And the funny part is about that story is that I met with the Anaheim Orange County Visitor and Convention Bureau at the time, for which is say. now known as Visit Anaheim. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet you made a connection there, huh? I did. And, and so I met with my with the team that I ended up actually joining later on. And I went in for the interview and we 
And when I went for the interview with them, they recognized me and I recognized them. And then we put two and two together. And it's it's one of those things where it's like, I honestly think that if if it hadn't been for the internship, I'm not quite sure if I would have had the exact same outcome as I as I have now. Yeah, I love it. Well, a couple of things I want to touch on there with that, Kathy. I I I, I love the fact that that you um one kept an open mind, right? You know, you really thought you were gonna get into events and then rather than I think some people have a tendency to 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 be down and be like, oh, I'm gonna do tourism marketing. I didn't really want to do that, you know. But but it, it can open new pathways, right? And and having that open mind about it, I think is so important. I love that. And then and then obviously um your your connection piece um that that you just talked about. Um, you, you know, that that's a that's an important segue for us to talk about your time at Visit Anaheim. So um, uh, Kathy has had um, a, a couple of stints with Visit Anaheim, and we're going to talk about that that first stint um, on an almost nine year period where she she marched up the uh, she marched up the corporate ladder, so to speak. I know it's not really corporate; it's kind of still kind of small business, right? I mean, but uh, but but still, you you um, you 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 were marching up uh, you were marching up the ranks within um, Visit Anaheim. For a period of almost nine years, so talk to me about what that was like in um, in 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 sort of you know a lot of times in today's society, Kathy, we see um, you know your generation has kind of gotten a little bit of the uh, of the stereotype of like jumping from one job to the other, you know, and and um, and so talk about what it was like. Um, with well, I think you have like six different positions within Visit Anaheim, right? Um, so what what kept you what what kept you there? Um and and um and what do you think um was a, a really prevailing reason for why you felt like that sense of community and sense of of place there with Visit Anaheim? Well, part of it is that um Anaheim in general has a very special place to me personally. Um, it is a destination that I myself had visited growing up with my family and have is the home of many memories of mine. And so I think that was part of it. I think definitely another part was being able, I I've been very fortunate to have so many different opportunities to work on various types of projects and um, sometimes, you know, projects come up unexpectedly and you have to be able to handle it. And I think being able to work with, you know, um, situations that are given, are presented to you, I think it's, it's an opportunity for you to prove and show what you can do. Yeah. And I, one thing that kind of kept me there for a long time was, um, in 2013, it was announced that Anaheim would be hosting the IPW convention and which is a big uh, 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 convention trade show in the travel industry. It's, it's um, as my, as my current boss describes it, he calls it the Olympics of the travel industry. Okay. So, so that, so it was announced that um, Anaheim would be hosting IPW in 2019. Yeah. And so that was announced back in 2013. And I just remember when I heard that announcement that we were hosting it, I said, 
I'm going to be here for it. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. That long, huh? I mean, um, and so, you know, how many, how many attendees and, and how many like people from all over the world, I guess. Yeah. So it, it was over 6,000 attendees um, with attendees from over set from around 70 countries. Wow. So it was, it was a great project to be a part of. And it's one, probably one of my most, my proudest accomplishments in my career to be able to be part of that team. It's a, it's, it was a massive project and, and not one that, you know, is, can be easily done with a small team. So it took, it took a lot of, a lot of hands, a lot of, you know, partnerships um, to put together an event like that. So it was, it was, that's probably one reason why I, um, why I wanted to stay there for so long. In addition to just being able to work with such a great community and community of, you know, um, uh, visit Anaheim partners, but also uh, like clients as well. So, and team members, it's just, it was, it's just been a great time. Love it. So let's talk a little bit about the international aspect of, of IPW in particular, right? So you, two of your, two of your positions, right, during that time um, were international marketing specialist and, and manager of international programs. So you in particular, I guess, were tasked with um, with enhancing that international brand for Visit Anaheim. Is, is that correct? Like what... Um, did you did you do any international travel? What was that like? Were you having to do outreach all over the globe? I'm just like I'm I'm imagining that being a really fun type of uh, position. What was that like? So, you know, I, I've I've had an opportunity to work on so many great projects. I think part of the international focus that I I had a part in was building up those resources for the international uh, consumers, as well as the consumer travel trade, the international, sorry, international travel trade, um, right. primarily with languages. So part of what I did was make sure we had language collateral available and localized language, not just simply translated, but mm. actually localized so that it is relevant and it speaks to the actual readership of it. So working on international language microsites, international language videos and collaterals. So making sure we had those resources so that when we are in market in um, uh, non-English speaking countries that we have the tools and resources to be able to reach that audience. Love it. Love it. So um from the, the the high of that 2019 pulling it off and and um and it being a success um obviously to the to the low of of the of the pandemic then hitting and um you know i, I think it's I, I think it's really important um and 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 Kathy I, I know it's it's probably there's some probably emotion um build up uh along along these lines so um I apologize um in advance for, for, for having to go here. Right. But I think it's important for people to hear, you know, our industry obviously, um, was impacted in a severe manner by, um, by the global pandemic. And, you know, when you think about someone who is in charge of international programs and all of international travel is shut down for, 
you know, a period of, of a year or more, obviously that impacts people. And, um, and so I wonder if you can tell us or, or walk us through um, what it was like to, to, to kind of be almost on, on the front lines of, of that um, in a, in a negative way. What was, what, what, what was that experience like? It was definitely probably one of the most challenging and darkest moments and it was and and I don't mind talking I don't mind talking about it at all it is one that is very it, it is very um it is very it was a very difficult and challenging time but a lot of great things also came out of that for for myself personally just from you know taking time to realize that you know, how important it is for me to spend time with the people that I care about from being disconnected from everybody. You know, it, it made me truly think about how, what's important in life. And that is the human connection that is spending time with people that I care about making time for those people that I care about and taking the time to, I, during that time, I had to seriously think about you know, what my career was going to be. Because unfortunately, as you mentioned with the pandemic, you know, when you focus on international, that is the first thing that is affected. So, um, so I had to sit and think about, you know, what, where do I go from here? What kind of a career do I want to do? And I had to think about, you know, what did I enjoy doing? I enjoyed the marketing aspect. I enjoyed being able to um, create marketing pieces and to be able to speak with travelers and to be able to speak with audiences. So I just sit there and think about, you know, what 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 it was I really enjoyed doing, and then being able to build up my skill set. And that was one thing that I took the time to do during the pandemic was I took up a lot of classes, a lot of courses, you know, it. freshened up on some some uh, skills and programs. I revisited Photoshop, Adobe Photoshop, which I hadn't, you know, dabbled in in a while. So it was, yeah. it was um, as even though at that time I thought it was the end of my tourism career chapter, I thought of it as an, as an opportunity to start a new chapter, you know, in the more of the marketing space and also to be able to, you know, I'm like the, anything's possible at this time, you know, I could start fresh. Right. I, uh, Kathy, that just, um, you may you made me tear up twice already, and now uh, there again. What a what a heartwarming what a heartwarming um, story, you know, from from uh, dark days to 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 realizing um, that connection with with family and, and friends and so and loved ones is was so important. And I heard I heard so many examples of people realizing that during the the pandemic and. And um, and then also coming out of it with some professional development and um, what a what a great what a great story there and what a great testament to to your to that lifelong learning that we try to promote at Cal Poly as well. You know, I mean, if you if you ever stop learning, that's when you that's when you're going uh, backwards, right? If you ever stop uh, stop trying to challenge yourself to do new and, and and better things. So let's talk about coming out of the pandemic and and um and landing with a, a really cool sounds like a really cool position anyway with um Grand Pacific Resorts as them as their marketing coordinator. 
Um, so from my understanding, uh, Grand Pacifica Resorts has a consortium of resort properties. Is that correct? Correct. So yeah, when I was there, so when I was there, they, um, um, we had resorts in um, California and Southern California, Northern California, um, Hawaii, as well as Utah. So um, I was part of their marketing team. So I got to, you know, kind of uh, apply those marketing skills that that I enjoy doing. And I was able to work on some really neat projects, like whenever um, we're building a new website for a, a new uh, resort that comes on board or um, just redo, making some edits. I was able to kind of tap into my old experience with HTML yeah. and be able to kind of work on the websites and build websites, which was really something I've, I've I forgot how much I love doing that. And so um, also from, you know, learning new skills like building emails Mm -hmm. and uh, using uh, Pardot to build emails. And so, and working and helping out with like their um, social media uh, uh, staff member as well. So it was, it was a really great experience working there. That sounds awesome. And um and you you come around um, full circle uh, uh, back to back to visit Anaheim, and so talk to us about the um, well. Well, one, if you don't mind, talk to us about the emotions of that and the and how the opportunity came back around. So I was completely um, surprised with the opportunity to come back. I was not expecting it at all. Um, but it was very welcomed. It was, um, I had a conversation with my old boss at Visit Anaheim and, you know, he asked me a question. He said, would you ever come back? And I, and I was like, if it's the right opportunity, you know, I, I would definitely come back. Cause I, you know, I missed the community. I've missed, um, my team members there. So it was it was a really, it was a really pleasant surprise. And, um, my boss even had my old name tag and he, oh, no my, that I left at my desk. Cry again, Kathy. It was three times. <laughs> oh, I was, I was a mess. <laughs> I bet you were. <laughs> so he even had my old name tag and, oh, um, that's so how, and that's when he was like, would you, would you consider Would you want to come back? And so it was a great opportunity. It's a, it's on the same team that I was on before, but a slightly different role. So the role of tourism development. So what I focus on is um, I am uh, right now I'm overseeing the uh, Canadian market, the Mexico market, as well as select um, domestic accounts. So part of what I, what my role is, is to, um, it's basically kind of like a business development role. Mm. So it is creating opportunities for our hotels, our attractions, our shopping, our transportation companies mm-hmm. to um, build business in those markets. Mm. So whether that is through um, uh, in making introductions with key clients in those markets to creating marketing opportunities for them to have a have brand presence in the market mm-hmm. and also to um, uh, 
education with travel agents and travel tour operators in those markets. So providing those platforms of opportunity, because what we do is we are an extension of their sales and marketing teams. So we try to provide all these opportunities for our our destination partners to have presence in those markets so that they can kind of see business coming through from from those areas. I love it. That is so cool. And what a what a great success story in, in terms of of coming around um uh, you know, coming around full circle, you know, I, I want to, I, I feel like it's important um, to to give you a shout out for a couple of things as well. You know, Kathy has had some some great success in her early career and and she's not the only one. We've had a number of our, uh, a number of our alum um, uh, win some of these types of, of awards, but, um, but Kathy, uh, she definitely was not going to mention it. So I had, I had to for her, you know, Kathy during her early career um, won the uh, Cal Travel uh, Emerging Leaders 30 and Under Award and also the Destination Marketing Association International 30 under 30 award. And so it just shows what a success. And I want to, you know, when we, when, when we gave the example of uh, with with COVID and and a layoff, I think it's important to balance it out, Kathy, with showing that, showing those, those awards and letting the audience hear about your awards and, and then such a success story and being able to come back and, after the pandemic and come back with new skills and 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 um and a fresh perspective and outlook. Um I want to end if you don't mind Kathy with you with asking you um a couple of questions. Um so one, you know, we've we've um we've delved into to this experience industry approach where we really try to enhance the experience design elements of, of our current students, right? And I feel like we were doing it back when you were in school also, right? Um, we just weren't labeling it. We weren't really labeling it as that. And so I wonder if you can touch on whether you feel like you are, um, wh- whether you feel like you you have some experience design in- embedded within your job. Is that is that a part of what you're seeing out there in the working world? It it is. It really it really is because it's it, there are multiple experiences to be had. So mm-hmm. there from the tourism industry in general, there's the experiences of the actual visitor. There it's you know creating those experiences for them. It is also goes from even from a DMO's perspective, it is creating the experiences from th- throughout the whole planning process. Right. It is also even for. Myself personally, even when I plan a a road show in Canada, it's having the like managing the uh, the experience of all the attendees at our events and our road show, yeah. making sure that you know it works for their needs and it works for our um, partners' needs who are joining us on the road show. And it's just right. you know there there's it's 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 very interconnected. Mm -hmm. It is very intertwined about the multiple types of experiences design that has to be taken into consideration. When you have multiple audiences, there's, Mm -hmm. you know, one audience experience is varies from the other. And sometimes you have to deal with them both at the same, for the same program, for the same initiative, for the Mm -hmm. same project. So it's, it's definitely part of it. And 
I may not be explaining it to the best of my ability, but no, it's, you are one hundred percent. And and um, don't ever question that because I I I think you I think you just nailed it because it's it's absolutely um, you know the thing that has really struck me, um, Kathy, is just this realization that we have been doing it all along. We just weren't really labeling it right um, in that way. Um, but I think what what has really been so impactful impactful for me is thinking about start to finish, right? Like what that what is that experience like for everyone along the path, right? We we always kind of think about it in terms of the customer experience, but really what you just said is so next level, right? Because it's like there's there's so many people along that path that make the customer experience work. And if you don't think about their experiences, right? If they hate their job, right? And you call up the register and they're 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 uh, you know, they're being a jerk, then that customer experience is not going to connect, right? And so it's uh I think that's uh and like and like you said, you also brought in that stakeholder approach, right? Like you have to think about all the stakeholders and involved in any um, in any endeavor or experience. And so I love that. You just nailed it and uh, appreciate that. So the last question that we're going to, we're going to leave with Kathy, um, this is one that I've, that I've really started to to like, and, um, and got some, some great responses and I'm sure you'll be no different here. So if you think about uh, junior or senior year, Kathy, Right. And and you could go back and you could give junior or senior year Kathy some advice. What advice would you give yourself? <laughs> mm, you know, if you don't, if you don't mind, I actually have separate advice for freshman sophomore Kathy. I love it. Give, juniors. Give, give freshman sophomore Kathy some advice. I love it. So freshman sophomore Kathy, I would say that it is not just college is not just about going to class, doing the work. Mm. It is making, taking the time to get involved with things. It is taking the time to, you know, truly connect with people while you're there. Mm. I, I early on, I averaged like around 18 units per quarter and it was, and, and it wasn't until the end of my college years where I realized that I, I need to do things. I I would I wish I could have done more. Wow. So it wasn't until towards the end of my college time where I started to get involved with, you know, programs and wow. groups and things like that on through through the school. So that's one thing. Junior and senior Kathy would be to start making those connections with people. And I'm sure like many people said it is very much all about connections and, you know, um, and how, and how you kind of meet with people and, you know, how they can remember you for the future. Cause for all, you know, you may end up working together. You may end up working for one another. So it's, it's very much a small world and, and it, Definitely, you know, I would not, as I mentioned, I probably would not be where I am now if I hadn't had that internship and had that connection with my yeah. current uh, team. So yeah, I love it. That's so great. And, um, you know, I want to, I want to give, uh, I want to give that freshman and, and sophomore Kathy a, a little bit of a break because I think you were probably, um, 
not to play armchair psychologist, but I think you were probably subconsciously trying to finish um, finish for your dad as soon as possible. You know, you probably had a little bit of that. You had a little bit of that subconscious of I got to finish. I got to finish this for my dad. And, and, uh, and boy, boy, did you finish it, Kathy, you, uh, you left a mark here at Cal Poly. You're, you are, um, you were, uh, a special in our book and, and, uh, we, we all look back so fondly and, um, and are so proud of you here. And I know your dad is super proud that you're, uh, that you're a Mustang grad and a Mustang alum. And, um, and, uh, so, uh, shout out, shout out to dad for, um, for paving the path to, to bring, uh, Kathy to, to us and to our program, because we are so much better off, uh, with that. And so, uh, just want to thank you so much for taking the time tonight. Um, uh, Kathy's doing this after work. And so I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for having me. Now you're making me tear up. Thank oh, you so much again. You know, <laughs> I had to get you back. You you made me tear up three times, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It's so Thank great you. to see you again. See ya. Yeah.